from the ANA Brand Activation Marketing Conference in Orlando, Florida, Marketing Futures Podcast is proud to present the future of brand activation. This five-part mini-series will share the stories of brands who are innovating in key elements of brand activation, including content marketing, influencer marketing, commerce marketing, and more. Today on the podcast, we're talking about one of the most iconic toy brands on the planet, Barbie. For decades, this convivial woman on the go played an integral role in the childhood of millions. But in recent years, the brand struggled to keep pace with societal changes and suffered declines in relevance as a result. Enter Lisa McKnight, a 20-year veteran at Mattel who stepped up to bring the Barbie brand into a new era diversifying its products and creating new revenue streams in the process. Lisa shared her journey to becoming the global head of the Barbie brand for Mattel and discussed key insights that led to a resurgence of a truly iconic brand. All right, well, fresh from the stage of the Brand Activation Marketing Conference, I am uh, just Overjoyed to have Lisa McKnight, the SVP and global head of Barbie and Dolls Portfolio for the Mattel brand here on the Marketing Futures Podcast. Lisa, thank you so, so much for coming. Uh, I'm really excited to get started today. Well, likewise, thank you so much. This is going to be fun. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how your journey led you to become uh, just the global manager of this iconic brand. Well, I am, first of all, born and raised in California and... Barbie was always one of my favorite toys to play with. So great memories playing with Barbie um, as a child with my younger sister. And um, it is pretty amazing that it led me, you know, at some point down the road to Los Angeles and, you know, now experiencing this wonderful job leading the brand. From a career standpoint, I started in San Francisco in advertising, worked for a few agencies on a variety of different brands. Then I went client side to The Gap worked for their global um, headquarters, and then had an opportunity to work for Mattel when my husband and I relocated to Los Angeles. Mm. I've been at Mattel for 20 years, have had a variety of careers, have worked under six different CEOs, but always had um, a toe in on the Barbie business um, in various shapes and sizes, and then had an opportunity to become the vice president of marketing for Barbie, and then that eventually led to this general manager role, and it's just been a thrill. Yeah, that's fantastic. And kind of makes you a bit of a unicorn in this industry to have grown so, have spent such a, a substantial uh, part of your career and grown so much within one brand. What is it about the Mattel brand that made you feel like this is somewhere I can really build something special? And what are some lessons you can share about that journey? Well, what I've loved about my time at Mattel is um, I've always had different learning and growth opportunities. I've never had the same job. It's mm. been um, multiple careers within a career. As I mentioned earlier, we've had different leaders, which have brought different styles to the organization and different corporate missions. And the portfolio is so broad with a variety of brands. I've worked on other things beyond Barbie mm. that it's always kept me interested and challenged. But I think what's really kept me at the company, even in more recent years where we've faced our set of challenges, is I've always believed success is just around the corner. And those big breakthrough moments are around the corner. And of course, the people are amazing. Mm -hmm. The creativity, the strategic smarts, 
the familial environment that's wildly supportive has also been a huge factor in my staying. That's awesome. So that optimism is like baked into the culture. It's baked in, yes. That's fantastic. <clears throat> and that's really a, a recurring theme of people who have built careers for, for an extended amount with one place, that it's just, it never feels, there's always that hope. You know what I mean? And it's cultivated and it's not just, um, you know, buzzwords or cliches. There's an emotion behind it. And, I'm, you know, that drives every single one of our decisions. So it's very cool to, to hear that it's a, an optimistic brand internally because uh, it certainly is one externally. So I was going to ask about when you began your current role, mm -hmm. but since you've had sort of a toe in the Barbie universe throughout your time with Mattel, I guess... Leading up to that, what were you seeing about the brand? And then when you kind of stepped in and, and really uh, were empowered to make the big decisions about where this brand was headed, what was the state of Barbie? So as I mentioned, I, I've had um, the opportunity to work on aspects of the Barbie brand for many years, but I did come off the Barbie brand from uh, late 2012 to the beginning of 2016. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't directly involved with the brand for those three or four years. And when I came back to the brand, um, you know, frankly, we were in a bit of disarray and we were quite challenged. Barbie had lost step with culture. We were perceived as very superficial, focused on sort of the stereotypical aspects of femininity, not a lot of understanding of what the brand stood for, what mm -hmm. the purpose or the why behind the brand was. And we also, you know, were faced with continuous scrutiny from parents about her body. Was that a positive image for girls? Right. So what was exciting was when I joined in early 16, the team had started to address some of that. So we had just launched Barbie's new body diversity um, literally a month before I joined. Mm. And it started um, a new marketing campaign to communicate and convey the why behind the brand, you know, to inspire the limitless potential in every girl. So those two foundational shifts, um, both in communication and strategy, but also in product, were fantastic. Our sales results, though, were still lagging. Mm. So I had an opportunity to continue to fuel the great work that had started and to ensure that wasn't just a moment in time and that we were going to truly walk the talk. So we pushed body diversity throughout the product lines. Um, it wasn't just in one segment. We pushed mm -hmm. it across our fairy tale segment of business, our career dolls. We pushed different ethnicities even harder. Today, we have a hundred different looks that's in Barbie that's available. Really and today, four years later, 55% of dolls sold are diverse which is amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I think if anything, I, I gave the team courage to have the conviction to do even more mm -hmm. um, and to, to stay the course. And then from a communication and branding standpoint, you know, we have invested more in brand marketing. Um, mm -hmm. There had been a time where we were focused on product advertising only, features, and talking to girls and not parents. Mm. And it took a lot of energy to get not only my team, but also our partners in the various markets around the world, the commercial teams, to believe in investing in brand work versus more transactional demand creation. Yeah. 
I love the data point about 55% yes. of the dog, like immediately there. Yeah. There, if, in case there was one person in the entire organization who was even a little bit unsure that this was the right way, I mean, that is resounding confirmation. I think that you're on the right path and doing the right thing. So kudos all around to the Barbie brand. Thank you. So what were your priorities in the first year, like bringing it down to the ground level? Well, I, you certainly can't underestimate the importance of the team. So I would say the, the number one priority was to get close to the team, listen to you know everyone's perspectives, and really appreciate the journeys that they have all been mm. undergoing, and, and to make sure I was incredibly respectful of the current team dynamic and the great progress that was underway. So that was a huge um, focus initially, as well as making sure, frankly, that we had the right leadership, assessing talent and all that good stuff. Then again, it was about me being an advocate for the great work the team was doing throughout the global corporation with our retailers. Um, I was the one you know, traveling to the markets, working with our biggest customers to make sure that the great work we were doing was amplified mm -hmm. and was resonating. Um, and then, frankly, following up and making sure that the sales results were there. Because again, um, we had to prove this out. And there were certainly a lot of tactics from a selling standpoint to get the body diverse dolls on shelf, to have more career themed dolls, showcasing roles where girls are underrepresented or women are underrepresented. Getting that mix of product supported mm -hmm. at retail was also a big factor. Yeah, I can only imagine. And that's a thing that you know you might not think of, like, okay, we've reestablished the brand. Great, you've just started. Exactly. You know, everybody needs to get on. Of all of the challenges, because there's it seems like this was a mighty task to to overcome. What was your biggest challenge? Well, I think the biggest challenge with a legacy brand like Barbie that that has such a strong past with so many people that have their own view and frankly very personal view mm -hmm. of the brand. The challenge was to shift that perception and to make sure that whatever the view of the brand is, that it was through the modern lens of the brand and not a dated view of the brand. So we had to take a lot of time to um, figure out all types of different communication, also down to the product that showed up on shelf, to provide proof points to some of these people that we, we were doing what we said we were going to do, and we were mm. evolving the brand. We were striving towards a more diverse, inclusive product line, and we were striving towards a platform of girl empowerment. Mm. And that just takes time. Yeah. Um, and I think that was another job of mine was to also be the cheerleader for the team because there were certainly moments along the journey where you would get a bad article about you that was negative and had a dated view. And we had to know that um, in time, the sentiment would shift. But again, we needed to prove it. Right. And that just takes time. Right. We've seen uh, in history that a lot of generations kind of become inextricably linked to one or two iconic pieces of tech that sort of define them. TV redid culture, really, for lack of a better word. The internet did very much the same thing. But now we're seeing the next big game-changing thing come at a quicker pace than it ever really has before. What are the brand's plans to continually stay on this pace of evolution 
to match what your next customers and their, their parents, their expectations and, and wants are. So what's tricky with a, with a toy brand and a brand like Barbie is that we've got um, multiple audiences. So we have our actual consumer and the, the person that you know, experiences the product and, and plays with it, and that's a child. Right, right. And then we have the purchasers that are parents or you know, aunts, uncles, et cetera, that are adults. So we have to keep pace on where both of those audiences are spending their time. So we use the expression that you know, we're going to go where girls go or grow where kids grow. Mm. In other words, you know, follow where the eyeballs are, follow where the behavior is, and then make sure that you're showing up in a relevant way and breaking through with your communication. We work with um, partners on the outside, of course, agencies that live and breathe the space. Mm-hmm. Um, since we have day-to-day jobs that right, are right, right. not in that space, um, and then we've also though invested in an in-house team to volley back and forth with these external partners to make sure we're close. That's fantastic. I would say some of our biggest successes right now on Barbie are with girls. It's absolutely YouTube, and it's Netflix. Um, or any other streaming platform. I mean, we have to be where the kids are watching the content, mm-hmm. and we're you know pushing out new relevant content on a daily basis. With parents, you know, we spend a lot of time on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, making sure that we're engaging and carrying on dialogue. Mm. That's fantastic. And it really is like having to evolve in two different directions at once and still making it all mm-hmm. hang together. Mm-hmm. That's just super impressive. So on a personal level, are there any trends or tech advances that you're seeing kind of start to bubble up that you're particularly really excited about in the next few years? Well, of course, I am you know, very interested in artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are, one of the biggest things that um, girls always ask for is you know, if they can talk to Barbie and how do we bring Barbie to life. Mm-hmm. And we are intrigued by, and we've, we've taken some passes in execution of the products in the past, but we are intrigued uh, about the uh, sort of personal assistant AI platform with um, Barbie and with toys in general and what mm. that might look like. Of course, we've got to make sure that the privacy is handled um, and there are no concerns there. But the idea of technology as an enhancement mm-hmm. to play is very interesting. The idea of technology just for technology's sake is not interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and we've seen that time and time again that when you're just talking about the tech and the application kind of gets lost in the background, that that tech's probably not going to be around in two years. Mm -hmm. So we ask all of our guests a couple of questions just to get the consensus and to learn a little bit about uh, more about you as a person. First, let's start off with your thoughts on diversity and inclusion? Well, I think in general, the more perspectives and views that we can all be exposed to is, is better for us as individuals and better for the world. You know, it is so important to not live in a silo and to be empathetic and um, aware mm. of a variety of, of amazing people and different views. At Mattel, we have a very diverse employee population from an ethnicity standpoint to an LGBTQ standpoint to an age standpoint. And I love it. I think it is so interesting to hear from 25-year-olds on my team, to hear from people with different cultural backgrounds, because I am surprised every day by the new things that I learn. 
from these different perspectives. From a business standpoint, I think it is mission critical. I think if you are not aware of the changing world around us and the fact that the world is becoming incredible, well, it is incredibly diverse and it's inclusive. And if you're not representing that in your communication and your product line, then you're missing the boat um, because it's actually quite good for business. As was shown that like this entire market was just waiting for Barbie and I just I'm overjoyed that that was like an early learning and an early like Well exactly I mean one of the things I'm so or I would say most proud of is today we have the most diverse and inclusive doll line in the marketplace That's around the world and our sales results are proving out we've had six quarters of consecutive growth and we just had our best year in 2018 in the past five. Congratulations. So it's great for business. That's fantastic. All right, Lisa, we're getting personal. Okay, we're going, okay. this is. <laughs> Bring it's, it. I, we've talked to so many uh, mm -hmm. people who are doing so many great things, and these are the two questions that kind of stop them mm -hmm. in there. So here mm -hmm. we go. Favorite album of all time and why? Okay. So I grew up in San Francisco. I'm a big mm -hmm. music buff. Um, I would say favorite album would have to be U2 Joshua Tree. Mm -hmm. um, it is timeless. You know, when you hear Streets With No Name, yeah. uh, still haven't found what we're looking for. I mean, those songs ring as true today as they did 35 years ago when I first heard the album. Um, I also have a soft spot for U2 as my first concert, Civic Auditorium in San Francisco in the 80s. And my husband is a fan, and we've actually built some fun trips around visiting oh, you two. Cool. So we've seen them in Dublin perform. Oh, that must have been ridiculous. We've seen them in London. We've seen them in Paris. So it's it's just become throughout the years a fun hobby to follow them. Yeah. So, oh, such love a classic you too. album. Yeah. Such a classic album. Love it, love it. So what song or artist are you listening to now and why? So today I have two teenage daughters. So mm -hmm. I'm definitely exposed to a lot of their preferences. Um, one band that we're having a ton of fun listening to for a couple of reasons. One, because my girls love them, but also because I'm working on a doll line for them is BTS, the Korean pop oh, band. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So Mattel is making the dolls of the seven band members um, coming that's, out in a few months. That's incredible. And the way they have just sparked conversation and created just a crazed frenzy with fans around the world is really remarkable. So I'm having a lot of fun listening yeah. to Idol and um, their latest song with Halsey, and they're just a kick. That's really cool. That's really cool. Uh, Lisa, so how can folks reach out to the Mattel brand if they want to work with Barbie? Uh, what's next for Barbie and what's next for Lisa? Well, I would say what's next for Barbie is continuing to lean into our social impact work. Mm. Um, you know, we recently announced the Barbie Dream Gap project which is a multi-year global initiative where we are trying to um, level the playing field for girls. We're doing that by first understanding why are girls doubting themselves and losing confidence in their abilities at such a young age. So we're spending a lot of time and money on research. And then we're also trying to make sure that the influences you know, that girls are exposed to are more positive. So we're working more closely to create more role model dolls um, around inspiring women. We're working with like-minded organizations. We're working on more inspiring content. 
and all of those good things. So advancing the social mission work is critical because um, girls are our future, and it's been frankly a little disheartening to understand that at such a young age, yeah. there are these influences that seem to be holding them back. So that will mm -hmm. be a big project for us. For me personally, I'm incredibly excited about the future at Mattel. We've got a new CEO as of last year. Um, lots of excitement around um, extending our brands, certainly mm -hmm. beyond toys, doing more in content. We've got a Barbie theatrical planned for the coming years with Very Warner cool. Brothers and Margot Robbie is starring in it. Oh, wow. And co-producing. Um, and we've never taken Barbie to the big screen before, so right. that's going to be a challenge. We've got to get the script right. Um, but excited to see what that could unlock mm -hmm. um, for the whole franchise. Yeah, I feel like creatively you can kind of pick the direction that you want to go in because Barbie's been it's around the world and done everything. Completely open-ended. So yeah. it's just going to be about question. You know, it's just going to be about picking the right um, place to start. Lisa, thank you so so much for stopping by on your whirlwind tour around the brand activation conference. My pleasure. Um, this has been a lot of fun, and I think our listeners are going to absolutely love it. Thank you again. Terrific. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this has been the Marketing Futures Podcast, and you heard it here first. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Marketing Futures Podcast. I want to thank Lisa for sharing her incredible story with us. If you have an idea for an upcoming guest or topic, shoot us a note at marketingfutures at ana.net. Want to learn more about brand activation? Head on over to ana.net slash brand activation. And as always, for your future needs, head on over to marketingfutures.ana.net.